listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Hello and welcome to Footy Talk. What would you know, eh? Maroon's not here. He's left it to me and Wado. Uh, today I'm going to run you through my little game day ritual as I lead into a game. Give everyone a little bit of a more update on the RPA stuff and, and where that's at. It. And let's hope Maroon can uh, make yeah, it. Hopefully. It's a bit of a worry, actually. I wanted to send out a search party. And, and maybe uh, deduct a little bit of the invoice. Ooh. Hello, everyone. Time for the Footy Talk podcast with Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon. Welcome to you, Wado. Maroon, it's great to be here. Good to see a couple of smiling faces. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, a rough weekend for us, yeah. but, um, you know, the sun came up again the next day, as I said last week. Mm. Um, but there's no doubt we're in a bit of a slide. We'll, we'll talk about a bit more of our game, no doubt, as well. But I want to welcome in our other mate here. Well, and your team, on the other hand, Woodsy, they won. Why do you seem so surprised? Well, I, I'm not Jesus. surprised. I just think that, like, you haven't had, you haven't put your curse on them yet, which is great. <laughs> nah, it's, it's always we were the lucky one to win this week. There's been weeks of year before where sharks have had great wins and we've been absolutely mm. hammered. So it's called the rugby league roller coaster. I was just thinking yeah. about the roller coaster. It's the in roller my mind, coaster. So. When you're on the when you're on the high, you got to embrace it, enjoy it. And when you're in the low, you got to embrace it, enjoy it at the same that's time it, because brother. it's not always the same. Mm. Well, that's uh, in fact Manly's first win in Wollongong in something like 20 years. Yeah, that's that's correct, Maroon. It's um, it's something we spoke about going down there. You know, um, just to get the win. That's just what we wanted because we hadn't won in there in 20. I think it was the, the, the funny thing is the last time they they won in there was when Trent Barrett got slapped by Brownie. Wow. Oh is wow. That, so that, okay. that was the last game that they won down there. So. Um, it was a little bit of a milestone for us. Um, well, was a it? big milestone yeah, for Chairs too, oh, 300 oh, games. We had Cherry Evans 300 games, Lachlan Croker 100 games. So there's a fair bit going into it. We got to go down there the night before. We stayed at the Novotel. They did a little surprise video for, for Chezza. Um, got all his family and that down. Um, a few tears were shed in the room. His daughters, he's got three little girls and they all come up with a piece of paper and said some words and... Mate, that stuff gets me now. Was like, that the night before? Yeah, the night oh, before. It's, it's the worst. Like, it's not the worst, but that stuff gets me. When, yeah. when I wasn't a father, like, it's like, oh, what's this? This is not much. And then now that I'm a dad, it's like, mate, that is like, that's so good. It's good they did it the night before too yes. because remember my 250th? Oh, mate. So, uh, rattled you. Yeah, it rattled me because yep. we did it in the game, like day of the game. Like, I am an emotional person with the stuff that I care about, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm normally pretty good at just playing the straight bat. <laughs> but at my, at my 250, it was the first time that – Will, uh, yeah, Will? Yeah. yeah, So we, ha we had my boys in the shed with me and we had my dad at the same time. That's right. So – and it was just before the game and I, I went to talk and I got emotional and I couldn't actually – I couldn't speak. It was for the like for the first time probably ever in my life I couldn't speak mm -hmm. and just all sort of hit me at that one time. And, you know, it was a great – it was a great moment for us and for the players to share in. But – you know, looking back on it, I wish I'd have done it the night before so I yeah. sort of could have got to the game and, you know, there would have been another jersey presentation at the game with the coach and that talking, but to get all that emotional stuff out of the way because I was I was rattled for like the, probably 20 minutes after that. Well, it gets you away though and, and the good thing that we did with Manly was that we obviously had that the night before, but it was just, it was sprung on Cherry so it was a bit of surprise and then we go to the game on the Saturday night we play and then on Sunday we just had a little, little function at the Stain Hotel and – he was actually really happy that we got to do it because he was able to, he was able to think of a thank you and, and give a good speech for all his family and friends that were there to participate because, like you said, on, on the Friday night when we had that that moment in the room, he was rattled. Yeah, like, and you never see right, Jerry yeah. speechless. And when his three girls got up there and his wife, Vessa, that, he was just gone. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. good. That's good to hear then. Yeah. And another one, like Croker, 
Cheers. 100 games, I, I suppose, compared to the 300 games, it doesn't seem like such a big milestone. But for what he's been through in his career... Three ACLs. Yeah, to, to overcome that and the, you know, the resilience and the persistence... You know, the change of position too. He used to be a half. He changed his hooking position, which is, I don't know if that is an upgrade. It might be a bit of a downgrade with <laughs> how, hard, how, how hard the game is. Um, but, yeah, that's it's a, it would have been a big night for him as well. That's, it's a, it was a great know, night for the Manly Seagulls Club. The 300 games is such an, a great achievement because it obviously takes a long time and only a certain few have ever been able to do it in the game. Those achievements, like the Croker's achievement, 100 games with what he's been through, like yep. you need to be have a pretty good run to get 300 games injury-wise and suspension-wise. You need to have a, a bit of good run. But the other side of the story, like the, the 100 games for someone who's, you know, had a shocking run and just sheer will and persistence that's yep. got him there, you know, they're, they're to be celebrated as well. Exactly and, right. And you know what, boys? We, we think about um, there's a, a few good things to talk about with DCE. First of all, one time there he was nearly off to the Titans about a decade ago and then Bozo, the late Bozo Fulton, who is another manly legend, makes the decision to sign him for 10, 10 years. And it's, I mean, it's paid dividends tenfold. Oh, has it oh. what? Especially you look at the form, like you look at the good sides, right? They're, they've got the good halfbacks and... You look at their age. They've been a halfback for a long period of time. They've learned their game. They learned what's the best aspects of their game. Cherry Evans' kicking game has kept us in the loop so many times. Like we we have been games where we've our attack or defense has been poor, but his sheer kicking game has just kept us in there. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago we played the Roosters. He came up with a couple of big plays. He got an intercept at halfway. Got a try back into it, and just his kicking game, a couple set up with tries. It's just he just knows his game. And you look at him for Queensland, like. Like you said, Maroon, he had that period where he was going to go to the Titans, didn't backflip. The Queensland old boys weren't a bit of a fan of the new young age guys. Mm. He sort of missed out, I think, five or six years there. And then you look at it now, he's the Queensland captain. He's took the, I think it was the worst yeah, ever yeah. rated Queensland side. They won it under Wayne Bennett that COVID year. Um, he's won two in a row now under Billy. And then it's just talk about he gets to pick his own legacy now. He, he can retire when he wants. He's not getting pushed out. And, mate, Credit to him because he's such a great bloke. Yeah, and it, go, it shows great foresight by, you know, the Manly Club and Bozo to sign him on such a long-term deal because a deal like – I think he was the first. He, he was the first one to sign a deal like that. But people who know rugby league and are, um, you know, are experienced in the game, they understand how valuable and experienced and, and quality top halfback is. Like, yeah. we only need to look at – what Adam Reynolds has done in Brisbane oh. in, in two years. Don't bring it up with this bloke. How much, how much he's added to that team. Um, that when you have a quality number seven, you know, he, he had a lot of success as a kid, yep. but then you know that he's just going to mature and get better with age anyway. You know, it was the closest thing to a lock um, that you could have signed for 10 years. And it's a smart play by Manly. And as, as you said, Maroon, he's paid him back in, in spades. You know, he's... The I think he's the first or second to play every game at halfback. Well, I was just going to say that. Yeah. We're on the same page because I know I got this off Maroon's favourite source, Twitter. <laughs> this is where I this is where I, saw, this is where I I source my information. But there was a tweet, someone saying that he, he might be actually the only the player only one. Wow. to play all his 300 games in the same position. Wow. Number seven. That is wearing the same jersey. They are a club that's known for six decades to win premierships. You've got to have one of the best halfbacks in the game. You look back at some of the blokes that have played halfback at Manly and, mate, he has probably achieved more or as much as any of them. Yeah, 100%. Like, you look at Tuvi. It's just so good to see that he's stuck around because he had the opportunity to go to the Gold Coast. Did he want to go? Probably not, but he got offered a lot of money. But then 
to Bozo's credit, he just got in there and said, what do, we, what, is, what do we need to do to keep you at this club? And he gave him one of the greatest deals. Now, you got to remember, he won a competition his first year. Yeah. Uh, so that's it's so remarkable. Yeah. I debuted two days after him in the same year. And I, I'm nowhere near 300 games. Yeah, like, well, the, the resilience in his body. You're also going. nowhere near winning a competition. <laughs> <laughs> you turn it up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's talk. A, uh, turn this over to you now, Wado, because uh, you guys lost 28-0. If that wasn't bad enough, before we get to Nico Hines' form, Will Kennedy, we probably won't see him again this year. Yeah, unfortunately, um, it doesn't look great for Will. But I, I, we had the day off yesterday, so I don't know the extent of it, whether it's a grade one, two or three, but he was on crutches at the end of the game. So if you're on crutches with a hamstring, it's obviously pretty bad. Um, and even if it was a grade one, I'd be saying, you know, four or five weeks for someone like him who, who moves fast. If it's anything above that, a two or a three, like he could be done for the year, unfortunately. So we're going to have to shuffle the decks there. we still got Matty Moylan, so maybe an opportunity to put Nico back to fullback or we've got a couple of young guys. Daniel Atkinson joined the club and played um, some trial footy with us at the start of the year and he's been grafting away for Newtown. So he, he could be an option. Um, and also, you know, Connor Tracy's there. He's pretty yep. versatile. So a few things, but not ideal for us. We're in a, a tough position. There's no doubt we've been in a slide the last month. Uh, we're trying to arrest that and we come up against Penrith from the weekend who, you know, we can talk about, you know, some of the areas we weren't great in our ball handling and our discipline probably, but I can't help but be impressed by how good they are as a team, Penrith. They just, they were unbelievable. Like some, we've been flexed this time a couple, uh, a few times this year, the Melbourne Storm game, you know, Redcliffe earlier in the year where I'd really say we missed the mark with our physical commitment and our effort areas. We're on the weekend. I actually thought our physical commitment and our effort was there. Like, Talk about effort, like Cameron McInnes, 80-plus tackles, a new record in the NRL. Like that's just an example of how hard our middles were working and how hard we were working. And our, and our physical commitment was there, but hey, Pender, if there's something else, like they're, they're look, easily the best team in the competition and like I, I think there's a gap to the oh, rest. They're, they're flying. You look at Cleary, like it's his second game back and the way he controlled that game, Wado, like his kicking game. Well, it's, it's scary because <laughs> – it's not ideal for him having that injury in a layoff, right? But, you know, long-term for the season, oh. it's probably the best thing that – one of the best things that could have happened to him. Like, freshen up. He would have he would have had an opportunity to train really hard and fast, a little conditioning block. Get him away to, from origin. To have him, mm. to have him come back into the end of the season mentally refreshed, physically refreshed. You know, he had a one-game tune-up and then absolutely was the, the best player on the field in that game by a country mile. Oh, some of those kicks, wait, like the 40-20, like poor Connor Tracy's just been pushed back. Yeah. He hasn't trained there all week. And then he just gets him out of position every time or just gets a kick, right spot, a grubber in behind, gets a repeat set. But, you know, I think, like you said, you didn't get flexed muscle-wise, but a lot of their tries come from kicks. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we we actually defended well in… They in, didn't break in, his down. Yeah, we, we, we defended well for a lot of, like, a big periods of time yeah. with the possession and how much ball they had and how dominant they were. But they just they just don't give you a chance, and not deflecting from us because we are in a slide and we need to arrest it if we want to um, play finals footy this year. But it's all still in front of us. I, I said last week on the show we have the teams in front of us to play. That if we we do beat the teams that we we do, we need to, uh, and we make the eight, well then we deserve to play finals footy because we you know that's the position we're in. But in the same token, if we can't arrest the slide and we can't get results starting to go our way and we don't make the eight, well, that's completely on us and, and we've got to own that and, and the ball's in our court. So if we make it, we deserve it. And if we don't, well, we, we probably don't deserve it at all. One bumble, you mentioned it before. <laughs> Kevin McGinnis, oh, no. honestly, 
80 something tackles. They they went to a picture of him in the sheds. He was just sort of sitting there and he just looked like a wounded warrior. Mate. Like just blood coming out of the eyebrow. I looked at his stats. He had 84 tackles, three misses. Like that's incredible. Yeah. He had he's still 13, 14, yeah, yeah. 13, 14 runs yeah. for 100 plus meters. Like the bloke doesn't stop. Mm. Mate, I, like in the back end of the game, um, <laughs> that was like one of the penalties. I think it was Liam Martin because there was heaps of blood on Cairns' face. Yep. He's going, mate, surely he's got to get cleaned up. And a couple of the Penrith boys had something to say. I'd seen the blood and then Cam turned and faced me and he was nicked on the other side oh. too. So his whole face is red. And I actually just started laughing. I was like, this guy is unbelievable. Man. But they're the blokes you want to play with. You look yeah. left and right and if you've got someone on either side that's just like Cam McInnes, you know you can go to war Well, with well man, that's particularly, you know, around origin time. I know he was injured. That's what me and you were talking yeah. about him potentially playing 40. origin. He's got to be one of the the best, most consistent player over the last few years. Like you take out the season, he he did his ACL, but all the years he was captain at the Dragons. And his utility role, his, his value. Yeah, whether he can play hooker or in the middle as a running lock, like, you know, he's got to be one of the best players at the moment who hasn't played already. And, and tell people what what he's like at training because I've heard stories oh, that yeah, he's, he's – he's full tilt. Yeah. Like he's full tilt at training. He's actually – he's zened out a little bit this year. <laughs> well, I mean, mate, when mindset. you make 80 tackles a yeah. game, waiter, you can't be like every, or every day, every session. Yeah, so he's zened out a little bit. But once you get on the field and it's go time, like he, he's go. So um, he's the type of people you need in your club. Yep. I still can't believe the Dragons let him go and we're lucky enough mm. to have someone of his character at our club, but he's certainly so valuable for us. Okay, your run home here, uh, Wado, you guys touched on it. They're just about all top eight sides or can still make the top eight. South in Perth, Titans at home, Cowboys away, Knights at home, I think, yes. The first one is Souths. Now, yeah, so that's that's what I mean. Like We're playing Souths, Titans, Knights, Canberra. And who do I miss? Yeah, no. Uh, right. South Titans. Titans, Cowboys, Knights, Raiders. Oh, Cowboys. That's yeah. who I miss. Mm, yeah. But that's, they're all in the contention with us. Yeah. So it's, that's what I mean. It's all in front of us. Mm. If we win the games we need to win to make finals, well, we deserve it because most likely one of those teams don't make it because we've beaten them. Mm. If we if we lose those games and don't make the finals, well, we don't deserve to be there anyway. So yeah. we're in a pretty simple position in my mind. We just got to get the job done, and if we do, we can silence some doubters. And if we don't, well, then the criticism and our and our form slump, and and everything we get from it is warranted. Okay, latest on the RLPA, lots of criticism uh, with the players playing, obviously with the tape over the logo this weekend. And now, what is the latest on where the RLPA are? Well, the latest, the update is we're still waiting for an official reply from the NRL about their position on getting back to the negotiating table with an independent industrial relations mediator. Like, we still haven't got an answer. That was after the the media blackout and now, obviously, the covering of the NRL logo. We still haven't got an answer, mm. an official answer from, from Peter or from Andrew about their position on that. And, it, it seems to me, boys, that everybody, generally speaking in the media... Everyone is taking this tact that you all just got a bloody pay rise. The average w- worker only gets 100k a year, and you get 400. I mean, let's get to the facts. What are the facts for people who are sick of hearing about? Well, the, the biggest thing that a lot of people they're, they're talking about money. This is not a money issue. Mm. Like you hear everyone say, "Oh, the average wage for an role pay is 400,000." That's if you average it off the salary cap. But you're not getting the players that are getting one or 1.2, 1.3. The average wage for an NRL pay is 160, 170,000. Yeah. Yeah. And the average career span is three years. But as you said, mate, it's not about money. It seems to me, That's I'm not it. taking sides here, but obviously there's all these media houses with a financial interest in everything going smoothly. Yeah. Well, my, my biggest thing is like, 
whenever you hear that one-sided commentary and that, you know, to me it's biased because they don't even speak about that. They're not even debating the issues at the moment. It's gone beyond that. Well, I would agree with that. All, all they're doing at the moment is just attacking yes. Clint Newton. I actually don't know why. Like, why is there so much anger and why is there personal issues with Clint Newton? Like, for me, it just goes to show that they don't even know what, like, they don't have anything else to talk about if they don't want to de- debate the fact. The fact is the players have asked for an independent um, industrial relations mediator to come to the table to help resolve this. Let's put the deal side by side with a mediator. Let's get to the table and let's work it out. Now, it's two weeks, three weeks later. We haven't even got an answer back yet. And we don't want to get the deal done. Like, we haven't even got an email. Like, is that how you pick up the phone or, or send an email? Like, it's just the commentary for me, how biased it is and, and the personal attack on Clint just goes to show that they don't, they don't understand the issues and they don't have anything. Yeah. They're only getting information fed one way. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's like you guys, just because you have or have not had a pay rise, this is not the issue at the moment. So it's like saying just because you've got a pay rise, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. It doesn't mean you have to accept everything. No, well, again, all the issues are around, you know, pretty much a partnership with the NRL in issues that deal with our employment terms and conditions. That's it. Like, that's all it is, basically. Anything that affects a player and what they have to do, if you want to change it with what we agree on, we just want to have a say at the table and be involved in those changes if there is to be a change that directly affects our employment conditions. Yes. That's it. Mm. Well, the funny that's thing, I've seen Canberra Smith come out throughout the week and said, well, if it's the biggest... If it's a good deal. If, yeah, if it's yeah, a great it deal, too. the biggest thing you see, why don't we get a mediator in the middle of and, and the NRL? What are they scared of the sitting down with? Well, that's been a good thing about the other side too because we say, you know, there's clearly an agenda on one side with a lot of anger and personal attacks on Clint Newton, which is not going to help... Mm. The situation at all, well, really. Because, no way to, is that Newton and Abdo aren't getting along. Yeah, but the more they attack Nudo, the more the players are going to get in behind him anyway yeah. because he's taking bullets for the players. And you know what it's like as a teammate. If someone gets out there and has a tough carry for you, you're well, going to back him up more. Well, I had to do the Sunday Simbin on, on Triple M the other day with James Hooper and he just said, well, if you're going to be off the field, are you going to hold the game up by five minutes? I said, well, if everyone else does it, yeah, we're going to do it. We're sticking solid. We're united. I think on the other side too, there has been some good people coming out with normal conversation. Like you just mentioned Cameron Smith. Yep. He, he had a, some good takes. Ben Teo and Gerds on their podcast yeah, yeah. brought up some good stuff. Jamie Bura sat down with uh, William Mason and Justin Horro. Uh, they just explained it. That's what they did. Well, they're talking about the yeah, issues and what's, what the holdup is. Like whenever you can have a normal conversation with someone, it doesn't get personal. and Not a screaming a, match. <laughs> and get angry over no reason. I don't know why. Yeah. They're actually not invested in it anyway. They just – They think that they're invested because – because we're not talking to the media. So well, that's they, what they, they're think they're, they think their voice is representing the people. Their yeah. voice isn't representing the people. Yeah, so, so, so just to be clear, just because it's a little bit like this, I don't want to get political here, it's a little bit like this whole thing with the voice. Like people have got an opinion but still don't really know what it's about. And this here is like if I said to you, give me the one headline, what is this about from the RLPA's point of view? It would be from the player's point yeah. of view, is anything that affects our employment, and, you, you know, your job and your responsibilities and what you need to do, if once we agree to what we agree in the CBA wants to be changed, well, then we need to be a party to that. Yes. If it affects our employment and our obligations and our responsibilities and you want to change it, mm. well, then we need to be a party to that. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And I think that not enough people would see know what the issue has been. Exactly right. Because uh, like wait, there's people driving agendas. They're not going to come out with issues. They're mm. just going to come into a screaming match where you can't get any point uh, across. Of course you can't because there's three blokes <laughs> against one. Exactly. I but mean. Let's go with like Cameron Smith's exactly right. His point is exactly right. Let's get in the room. 
Let's get the deals side by side with whoever wants to represent each side. Get the mediator in there. Get the deals side by side. And let's get the deal done. I'm right? sure, I'm sure everyone wants to get the deal done. If it's done. such a good deal, Andrew's come out publicly and said it's the best deal that they've ever had. If it's such a good deal, let's put it down with the mediator and let's get let's get to the end of it. Yep. All right. Now, the other uh, issue that everybody's trying to get in, on, get in on, a whole bunch of different reasons here. Wait on, Woodsy. Uh, the trip to Las Vegas, Buzz Rothfield reporting the four teams will be named this week. Broncos Manly apparently confirmed, and we hear from our man Reedy that they're probably going to go with teams with big city names, South Sydney Rabbitohs, Sydney Roosters, Melbourne Storm. I'll stop you there first on our man Reedy. He has (laughs) caught a few things early. Jason Rolls, the coach of Dragons. Mm. Mick Ennis, the coach of New South Wales. Come on, Reedy. Yeah. Just hold your horses. Mick Ennis, the coach of New South Wales. Well, that's who he's pushing for. Yeah. But – I thought he'd be pushing for Seeb's, even though he's a Queenslander. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. well, Manly, you'd be like that. Well, I've got to get another contract there yeah, first, way. Yeah. Come on, mate. Well, if you, if you don't want to go next year, I'm um I'm getting married in Canada in October, and there might be oh, it could be. A little I'm spot. hearing whispers that there could be an early Vegas trip wow. beforehand. So, Unbelievable. So maybe I, if you know, surely you can get it. If on we both. get this CBA done and, and we're talk, back talking with the NRL, maybe I can do a little bit of um, reconnaissance mm. for him. Yeah. yeah. It, it wonder what it'd be like though for you players. Like, I mean, everybody in the media is trying to get in on the rort, but it's like in the old days, Wade on Woodsy, where it, they'd say the team went up to play the old Gold Coast and couldn't focus on the footy because they were at Melba's or at the Birdwatchers Bar. Or it's the first thing you pack is your jeans. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if you go to if you go to Vegas, it's going to be hard to focus. It would be hard because times have changed now. Like players and teams, they're, they're so switched on. Like to be honest, our waitress mostly now are boring because you spend so much time in the hotel, just sort of killing time, and mostly just play cards and you know do whatever you got to do around the hotel with the boys. And if you're lucky enough to get a win and have an early time slot to go out and have a beer, you might go to a restaurant together and have some food. But really, do you go out like? North Queensland still maybe if you're early enough, you you might go out the Gold Coast. We haven't played up there in a while, but. It's not like the old days where you'd be mm. looking forward to the after straight away because nine times out of ten now it's it's more subdued. It's let's just go out for dinner and have a few beers and relax. They focus on recovery, yeah. there's prehab, there's rehab. And then it also depends when you come back because speaking already before that he was saying that there could be a week off a for those round, blokes. Yeah, 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 so like a little bit of a gap round. Do we fly home? Well, it'd be a split first round, wouldn't That's, it? Yeah, yeah, it would be. Or do they start a week earlier? Do you fly back the next day? Or I reckon if you've got to fly back, Two days later, you have a little lash after the game. Yeah, if they do it like that, it, it, it all depends on the scheduling, right? And it would be like that. I was just about to say on my point, like, it's not like that these days in Australia, but it would be hard to go to Vegas and be oh, and, like the distractions are there, right? And but, it's not like you get it, we're going up to the Gold Coast, yeah. we're going to go walk in Broad Beach and Cavill Avenue just to walk around. Like, nah. You're going to be walking on the strip. On the strip, mm-hmm. so. So you potentially see that there could be a player a problem with players focusing on why they're there. No, I don't. I think there'll be obviously with the strip, but then I think that we're trying to go there to grow the game. So we'll be, there'll be a lot of opportunities for us to grow it by doing a lot of marketing. Uh, can I ask you? Are, you? are you? So are you confirming here that you are playing for Manly next year? No, I'm not. You didn't listen to what I said just before. No, I did listen to what you I said, said you but got, now you're you you saying – got to play for a contract. Didn't I just say that? Yeah, yeah I know you just said that, but now you're saying we're going to do this, we're going to do that. For all I know, you're, pick, you're going to another club. I don't know. <laughs> well, from what I know, you're going on that plane that PVL is going to set up for everyone in the media plane. Yeah, well, I probably will get, but I, I don't want to sit and coach. I want to be up front of the plane with you. <laughs> well, you want to be driving it. No, I don't want to be driving it, but I want to be – Driving or flying it? Yeah, I don't want to be flying it, driving it or anything, but nice – 
close no. up there. So yes, you did. You have said a couple of times but this I, week. Honestly, no. But I do think there there is uh, probably would be a focus that players could get in trouble. Where yeah. I reckon the NRL will set up a security or, or a certain type of hub that we can that you got to follow. Uh, you know, Manly, we've got a couple of security guards that follow us everywhere we go. Um, I'm sure they. You know, align clubs with security guards because they wouldn't want this is something they wouldn't want to stuff up because they want to do a long term deal here. Yeah, yeah, it would mm. be there would be potential for distractions and issues to happen because it's such a big thing. But I think getting the teams knowing which teams are going will certainly help those clubs prepare for it. And then with the clubs preparing for it, obviously the players prepare for it as well. It'll be you'll have it from a long way out, so they'll be doing their best yep. to try and mm. you know because ultimately it's two competition points. On yep. the line over there, so so it's going to matter. The last thing you would want is one of those situations where so-and-so was caught with his pants off in the foyer of the blah-blah. Let's take a break on that note and come back with more footy talk. <laughs> Welcome back to footy talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Let's put uh, Vegas to one side. Talk about do what I have enjoyed, boys is try July. I think some of the celebrations are a bit lame and a bit quick, but others are quite, you know, we had the cricket one early in the piece and we had the haircutting one this weekend. Gee, I've loved it. It's been outstanding. Mm. And it's all for a good cause it too. Is, like it, it doesn't matter. Like there's, you know, if it wasn't for the the, the great cause of, you know, donate 5,000, and I'm losing, I probably wouldn't do it. But to see that everyone's getting involved, um, mate, haven't the women done an outstanding well, job? Like, they, they took it to a new level, didn't oh, they? Really? They've like, been so much better than us blokes. Like it took us took us two weeks to Jerry that you're getting five grand per try celebration, and the, these females have come in, and I think I've seen the limbo, I've seen the conga line, um, the photograph. Well, the um, take away the Canberra one where they did the dismissal, yes, um, yep, yep, which yep. was a bit of a team event. Yep. Mostly with the men, it's been just individuals, a couple of people together, like who you can tell at training, they said, oh, if I get a trial, we'll do this together, like yep. a couple of individuals. But the girls have fully got on board. It's it's team events It's now. unbelievable. It's all, it's all 13 of them in there celebrating together. So they, they've, they've talked about it and planned about yeah, it, so it's it. good. They've taken it to a new level. Funny, the best one I've seen, Wade, I sorry to cut you off, was going back about eight years when uh, in Origin when oh. uh, Woodsy jumped straight over. Oh, <laughs> that was <it. laughs> That, that was, was a cracker. Planned. That was a cracker. Well, that was such a good try. It was actually right. At the, I was in that game yeah. too. It was at the end of the game. There's four things happened at once there. Yeah. It, was, so it wasn't like I was the only one, but that's all they remember. Mm. But it was the best thing because that was when like memes, remember memes had just, just started then and, and like the going viral had just started. But and literally by the time we got out of the shed, which was a while after it, but by the time we got after the shed <laughs> to the hotel, the video clips were already going around on the WhatsApp. Woods are just coming through. People don't they don't understand how good it was because Queensland always do a Queensland to us and Darius Boyd had just scored. Yeah. So we had one set and we got the other end of the field to score straight yeah, away. So good. it was like, yes. But bloody Mantle pushed the huddle in on his <laughs> All right, boys. Well, uh, hopefully it's going to be around for a long time to come. But individually, it has helped some great causes this year, including uh, Nathan Stapleton, yeah, and Daniel Anderson. It's it's been outstanding. Yeah. You know the amount of money. I think it was up to four hundred thousand yesterday. Yeah. And mate, Sportsbet, thank you so much for all the donations because what you've done for those two blokes is it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's an example of the game like looking after their own. And I know Sportsbet's come in. You know, and obviously put the money down, but the players have got him behind it. I obviously play with Stapo. He's an ex-teammate of mine. Yep. To see what he's gone through, and you know, I'm sure Daniel Anderson's going through it now. Like just the change in your life of just your house and things you need to do to to, so he's, um, he's, to be he's functional. A, he's a quadriplegic. Isn't Nathan's quadriplegic. Jeez. So 
we we had a golf day for him with a lot of the ex-players at the start of the year to, yep. to raise some money and a fundraiser. And we made a, a small amount, but by no means would it cover the amount of change that him and his partner have to bring to their life just for him to function. And this is what I love about the rugby league community. When someone goes down, they all, everyone gets together to try to help out as much as possible. And, it, you know, these are where, you know, this is what people don't get much credit for. You know, it's a little, tiny little thing that Shark's done, but what that is going to help that family so yeah. much. Mm. Mm. It's, it's, it's such a tragic story because he's got two young kids. Oh. Um, his, well, his partner was pregnant when they just oh. when the accident happened with their second child, and they had the they moved their they moved house I think to Wagga because it's close to the main hospital yep. there, and they obviously had a house built with all the um, custom you know custom ramps ref, and uh, stuff, refittings yeah. for him mm, to be able to function yeah. as as best he can, and the nurses are there to help care for him. So again, the generosity from from Sportsbet. Um, and every every player getting behind it just to raise money that is really going to help the families of, of Nathan and, and Daniel. Yep. Mm. Okay, boys, let's do this. Woodsy's Front Row Forum. Front Row Forum. Woodsy's Front Row Forum. We've been a, it's one of those things, Woodsy, where I'm seeing a lot of you lately. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love you and everything, but sometimes I go through these stages in the year where I see too much Wendell, oh, you, I, you can't put me on the same. I'm, I'm not. I'm just Wendell. saying that you know, like you've seen a lot of me lately. I've Have seen I a lot of you. I've seen a lot of James Graham. I just want to go home and be with the dog, mate. Then why do you call me as well when we're not with each because other? Because I just, I don't know. It's <laughs> you like just can't get enough of me. It's like you, you're bad for me, but I love you, mate. You're like chocolate. Oh, it's like you know. You know, I feel the same way about mm. you. Yeah. You know, but even when he's get away from each other, because we're in the footy talk. Yeah. <laughs> Like WhatsApp together. Yeah, I'm sure you're in some other WhatsApp together too. So it's hard to escape um, people just, you just, work with. It's just the pictures that Maroon sends to me on those mm, WhatsApps. Yeah. Just... What about the one where he sent? He wasn't fully nude, but he had no shirt oh. on. He was in the mirror in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were dinner plates. They were called nipples. Yeah, they are. Massive, yes. right? I, I actually thought you were looking good, mate. Looking. I appreciate. Yeah, it. Disappointed with no hair. He just got the V head off uh. the chest. <laughs> Disappointing, Maroon. Now, boys, let's get stuck into your front row forum here. And this is one that sort of come up before, but, boys, I think people love – I love what the fact that I always say we've got current NRL players. We can yep. ask them those stupid questions that that us guys that were hopeless footballers want to know, like your morning rituals before you go to a game. Yeah, so most game days, obviously, when I'm at home, uh, because there's some times where you obviously got to travel, you're in a hotel, but when I'm at home, I'm, I'm not a big eater game day, so I'll just get up. First thing I'll do when I get up, I always tend to just have some uh, eggs on toast. Uh, I have about four or five eggs, two pieces of toast. Then I have a smoothie, and and that's all I eat for a game day, whether it's a two o'clock kickoff or an eight o'clock kickoff at night time. It's just a funny feeling that. Sorry, would you? So even if you don't play till the night, yeah, that's it. It's just a weird oh. one because I get you get tend to get a bit nervous, and I feel like it's still in my stomach. Right. You know that feeling when you're nervous, you've had too much to eat, and you feel like you're going there, and you got to run around a little yeah. bit later on. It just jiggles around a little bit. Yeah, I do. So, yeah, so it's something I do. Um, I only have one coffee. I love my coffee, but I only like to have one coffee because I like to have a sleep. So um, especially on those earlier games, two o'clock ones, I tend to have the coffee a little bit earlier. Whereas if I do have a, an eight o'clock kickoff, I'll try to get a coffee around 11 o'clock and then have a little bit of a lay down just after that. You have caffeine bar in the shed before the game? Oh, do I have caffeine? I love it. It's, it's <laughs> what, 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 like in lolly form or something? Nah, so you have like these little no doses no or, or uh, body science pre-workouts called chaos. chaos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, it's a Aussie a of, brewed, yeah. yeah, it's all sweet. That yeah. one's all. It's, it, a lot of the boys drink the energy drinks too, like V's Red, Red Bulls. Bulls like, but yeah. you know the problem with that is Maroon, so you have that, and if it's an 8 o'clock kickoff, I'm not getting to bed to at least 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. Like, Royce mm. Hunt. Oh. Like, Royce Hunt from our team. Like, he, he spews for a game because of his nerves. But, mate, he must have, like, honestly, 
four or five cans of the energy drink. I always say to him, I say, mate, you're not spewing because you're nervous. You're spewing because you've got so much shit in your body. So like, much sugar caffeine. It's just mm, knucklehead. Like, his teeth's going to fall out. Every time I see him drinking it, I just like, I get, I feel a bit sick, not from yeah. nerves or anything else. I mean, how I, can you keep putting all I, that into your body? Doesn't somebody like uh, Mark Noakes or someone say, mate, you can't be doing that? Noakes, you gave another one. Yeah, no, no. You, <laughs> Noakes, actually, he drinks. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks the worst. Yeah. So, but there's another one. Like, so I've spoken about Matt Utah before. Mate, he only has durries and, and Red oh, Bulls yeah. before we play. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Mm. A funny story. A bloke doesn't even play it, Manly. One of our security guards, he has Red Bull and puts chaos in his Red Bull. Oh, wow. Wow. You know Mick? You know yeah, Mick yeah, 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 mate. Yeah. He loves it. But then you got other blokes that they've got to have their set meal for breakfast, yeah. you know, a little snack and then lunch. Everyone is completely different. Mm. My mate Clem, so Clem won't eat at all. He'll have a little bit of water. And if he's weighing a little bit over his weight, he'll jump in the sauna. <laughs> so he dehydrates himself before but the see, game. I would have thought from the outside looking in, all days to hassle you blokes about what you eat would be game day. Yeah, everyone, but that's everyone's the, different. Everyone's hard. Mm. Game day is sort of like the only day you get to yourself, really, like because that's contest day. So what do you need to do to get up for that contest, physically and mostly mentally? Like we're talking about Clem <coughs> with his weight, that's mental for sure. Like, but that's that's the gear you got to get over and get right on game day because you're about to go out there and bash someone for and get bashed for eighty minutes. Like Kim mm. McInnes, you look at his head after that game against Penrith. It's the mental switches. On contest days, whatever's done, whatever you've done during the week, physically wise, training wise, preparation wise, it's overcome game day. Like it's, it, you can't rescue anything from the week. It's not going to help you no more on, yeah. on game day. Mm, so mm. whatever you do, physically and mentally, to get yourself there is is what you need to do. And trainers and they they can all they'll always educate you about what you should be doing, like nutritionally wise, and you know how much you should be drinking and when you should be drinking. But ultimately, contest day and how you go out and perform is is up to you. What you do. Do you remember that yarn? I think Paul Gallen might have told me this, and it might have been Noxy or somebody, that you guys had a diabetic playing at Cronulla who had a diabetic episode, and Noxy or someone said, get him a soft drink, and somebody runs 200 metres, 200 metres back, and they've got a Coke, no sugar or something. <laughs> no sugar. <laughs> you remember that story? <laughs> it, might have been, it might have been before me. I don't know that, but it does sound something that Noxy would do. Mm. <laughs> what a moron. Yeah. Oh, honestly. Well, boys, uh, that's it for another week. How many invoices this week is that for you already, Woodsy? I've probably got three for the week. You got, what, four today? Mate, uh, don't worry about what I do, yeah. right? <laughs> let's, let's worry about what you do. You've you know got... what, but I'm proud of you. No stuff-ups this weekend. I didn't catch you. Ah, no stuff-ups on air? On air. But don't worry, mate, I was listening to you. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah, well, you made a couple. I wrote them down. So what were they then? If we're going to keep all going to start <laughs> keeping an eye on each other's stuff-ups, right, remember. We can but, do a whole show for myself. For those who don't know, this is the guy that said <laughs> the ground broke Adam Reynolds' fall and um, I'll take that with both hands. What did you say? Force and unforced error. Force and unforced error. That's Hall of Fame, that. It's uh, raining a storm. Gerds loves that one. Yeah. yeah that's, that, that is Hall of Fame. For, they need a force and unforced error. Yeah. Though. Mm. That's all the fun. And I said it three times in one day, and I was flying with Maroon to Melbourne way down. So you think he, you think he would have corrected me the first time? He just loved, and, and, and every time I spoke, he, his face would go like yeah. a big smile. Would come, what is Blake smiling at? Yeah, he didn't wait, oh, he didn't wait that, till I was on air. You know, that's just that's the sign of a true friend there. They just yeah. just let him dig himself yeah, deeper, yeah, yeah. And deeper, and deeper. And then no one on the when I was getting interviewed, no one picked me up on it. <laughs> they would have picked this one. I mean, listen to this guy. <laughs> listen to this guy. That's the trip for those who haven't heard the, the story. Is when he said. Let's go to this joint and have breakfast. It's $85 a head, but who cares? 
And he goes and gets two bowls of Cocoa Pops. <laughs> I'm a note, simple guy, simple guy. You are a simple guy. That's exactly what you are. <laughs> See you next week on Footy Talk.